Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher, and I'm joined, as always, by... I forgot to write a joke again for this. Uh, JP was... Well, here's a joke for you. I'm 50. (laughs) That is right. It is Lost on Lost 50th episode. How do you feel, JP? How do you feel about making it to the the big 5-0? Man, who'd have thought we'd be here? Not us. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) You know, it it feels good to know that we've recorded... 50 episodes and we have almost half as many listeners <laughs> <laughs> on a bi-monthly basis speaking of listeners uh i want to give out uh give out another shout out to some more of our international fan base i've been seeing a, a recent uptick in our australian numbers oh they like our australian accents that we put on from time I, to time I, Good gotta, eye. I gotta imagine they hate it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we're probably gonna keep doing it so yeah Australia. Australia. That's not a real place. Anyways. Thanks to them. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah. In some current events, again, we're, we record ahead of time, but the uh, the imminent collapse, or I don't know, imminent, potentially imminent collapse of Twitter is still uh, around us. Let it burn. So last night I made a hive social for Lost on Lost. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> if nobody populates it, uh, I'll make a Mastodon. And uh, if nobody makes that, uh, I guess Lost on Lost will probably have a Substack. <laughs> are, are you making these up? Are these real things? They are 100% real what things. What the fuck? You, aren't you like our social media guy? <laughs> uh, no, I just make the memes. Right, right, right. Okay, good. Well, anyway, if you're making the big migration over to Hive Social, Lost on Lost 1 is where we are. Wait. There was already a Lost on Lost? We had to be Lost on Lost 1? <laughs> God damn it. No. I, I picked Lost on Lost 1 because that's what all of our other handles are. It's an important thing for branding to have your handles be all the same thing. So since we missed Lost on Lost on Instagram, we are Lost on Lost 1 on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now Hive Social, and eventually Mastodon, Substack. Hey, uh, to whoever owns the Lost on Lost uh, without an underscore one tag, hey, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are talking about the long con, the 13th episode of season two, and the 35th episode of Lost. Overall, our centric character is everyone's favorite deadbeat dad, James Sawyer Ford. The long con takes place on the 57th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. JP. Yeah, it's me. Got a recap? I sure do. Let's have it. This is going to be a tough episode. We're going to need at least a dozen guys doing a combination of things. A Boski, a Jim Brown, Miss Daisy, two Jethro's, and a Leon Spinks. Not to mention the biggest Ella Fitzgerald ever. <laughs> On the island, everyone has Clarence Boddicker disease. Guns, guns, guns. I've already made that reference in an intro once. Somebody <laughs> schwacked our darling son. If I find out which one of you strung out junkies it is, I swear to God, I'm going to drown you to death. Oh, wait. 
oh yeah this is a sawyer episode we see more of james's past being the best worst best con man who ever maybe lived maybe <laughs> hey hurley see if you can find some wu-tang on that thing let's get into the long con Ooh, daddy it's long god adam yeah we have a guest excellent <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Your friend, my friend, and the listeners' friends, Justin Nichols. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back. I asked to be on this episode in February of 2020, um, and now we're finally here, airing in 2023. Yeah, we're recording it in 2022 and finally going to air in 2023. (laughs) For a while, I didn't even know if this podcast was going to happen, and I asked to be on this episode so long ago. I'm still not sure this podcast is going to happen. Justin, so yeah, so um, eagle-eared listeners of the podcast will remember Justin from his appearance on Lockdown. Yes. I was was thinking to myself, oh, I couldn't remember the real title of it because the lost on lost episode title is seven hundred thousand dollars exclamation point question mark but the real episode was called lockdown so yeah that was uh justin's first appearance on the show uh what have you been doing since uh since that what have you been watching i'm a pretty avid user of letterbox the social media for movie sure, watching sure, which sure, i don't sure. know if that would help with lost on lost social media but i'm, I, right, I'm gonna write it down so i've been <laughs> Uh, watching a lot of movies this year and I'm already like sure. 50 movies ahead of last year wow. uh, for the whole year. Doing some fucking numbers. Basically that, you know, I, I watched all of 12 Monkeys, the TV show, which nice. yep. is Jesus. very good. I uh, I recommend that. It was better than I expected it to be. Is that the one where they give 12 Monkeys like 12 typewriters and they get yeah. them to try to write the screenplay to Last Boy Scout? And then, <laughs> and then they use, you know, it's funny. I watched the Last Boy Scout while I had COVID. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, What's he doing? He's doing a closet. jig. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, uh, they should arrest the people that have been making Bruce Willis make movies the last few years because that's called exploitation. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Justin, in uh, your your movie marathon, were, did you happen to watch Gattaca? <laughs> um, I own that on 4K Blu-ray, but I didn't watch it during that time. I actually like that movie, so feel free to j- joke about it. I don't care, but... <laughs> All right. No, Adam, Adam, yeah, he passed the test. We can talk about loss now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I haven't seen Gattaca. <laughs> you haven't seen Gattaca? You son of a bitch. Oh, man. I'm the TV guy. You're the movie guy. I'm the TV guy. You didn't see the oh, 12 man, Monkeys show, JP. You guys want to talk about some Lost? Let's do it. The Long Con originally aired on February 8th, 2006. It was written by Leonard Dick and Stephen Maida and directed by Roxanne Dawson. Uh, Leonard Dick is a regular TV writer. He did six episodes of Lost. He was on the staff, but then he wrote six episodes himself before departing ahead of season three to join the writing staff on House. Stephen Maida is also a regular TV writer. Uh, he was the co-executive producer on ABC's Daybreak, which was a short-lived time loop show starring Tay Diggs that <laughs> premiered in Lost time slot in the season three hiatus between episode six and seven. We've talked about the sort of the mini arc at the beginning of season three, those six yeah. episodes, and there was like a two-month break. Daybreak premiered in their slot while they were down, and Steve Maida was the co-exec on that. And then uh, Roxanne Dawson, she does quite a bit of TV directing, and she was also a producer on CBS's Cold Case and Crossing Jordan, but true heads out there will know her and love her for her performance as Chief Engineer Lieutenant Belana Torres on Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Nerd! <laughs> we start off in the hatch. The Ermory. This is interesting because, uh, again, we're getting deep into season one of Lost on Lost here. So a lot of the episodes we're watching here in the tail end are episodes that are in between stuff we've already watched. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we still have a gap of two episodes in between 
um, this episode and the most recent episode, we've seen the 23rd Psalm. So we've already seen, I guess, the fallout of what happens after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I remember having, <laughs> yeah. having questions in those episodes about like, what in the fuck happened recently? Um, this one's going to kind of answer some of those questions for us, which is nice. Yeah. Our, I think our biggest experience with the armory, as it were, is actually as more of a prison cell for, for Ben. For yeah, ben. For, yeah. Like Benry. yeah, usually we see this room and it's empty and there's a living bruise uh, played by Michael yeah. Emerson sitting in it. <laughs> Distinct lack of hot air balloons. They, they have so many fucking guns. Yeah. Yeah. Holy hell. They didn't do like a full shot of the wall or anything like that, but like I'm like I was expecting there to be a rocket launcher and like a box of grenades <laughs> and like just Yeah, like... there's they're armed to the teeth in in there, but uh, Adam, I believe you once said uh something about the island uh throw a rock, find a gun. Throw mm-hmm. a gun, find a gun. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, Locke and Locke and Jack are having a little talk right now. Jack has brought his briefcase full of uh pistoles to the armory to also be locked up in there. Let's mm-hmm. put all the mm-hmm. guns mm-hmm. in one place so that they're all locked up so that inevitably when someone else gets a combination, they have all the guns. <laughs> um, <laughs> they come to like a little agreement. Basically, that this door only gets opened if we both agree that it gets opened. All right, raise your hand if anybody thought that was gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, no one's no one's raising their hands. No. <laughs> the heroin Virgin Mary statues are in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> for therapeutic purposes. You know, I, I thought that yeah. there might be some therapeutic purposes. You know, each one of those has like six or seven little bags of heroin in it. Yeah, yeah. and there are six or seven of those statues. That's like a shitload of heroin. Also. Yeah, so that's like, a lot of heroin. So much heroin. So many guns. And this is prior to the fentanyl crisis, you know? Jesus so Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so they have their little conversation. They're going to do some sort of checks and balances. We'll consult each yeah. other if, uh, you know, if mm-hmm. we need a gun, we'll talk to the other one. They remind me of a couple who's in couples counseling, but you know they're going to get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're doing what the therapist said. It's not helping. It's you're not taking <laughs> yeah. it serious, John. Well, if you, maybe you get off my case a little, Jack. Well, I like it too because the starts with those two. Like you think that this episode is going to be about those two, yeah, and it's it's not, it's not at all. Really, it just yeah. it just undermines them the whole time. Mm-hmm. From there, we cut to the beach. Yeah, Sawyer is taking a little bath, giving the folks at home a little eye candy with his tan body or whatever. Um, yeah, good on him for putting on underpants. I yeah. feel like season one Sawyer would have just went skinny dip and made everybody look at his hog. But you know, he's being a little bit more considerate of his neighbors. So <laughs> Maybe it's like dual laundry slash bathing <laughs> sort of situation. I'm know? washing my one pair of underwear. Charlie hoves onto the beach. <clears throat> Is that the correct usage of the word hoves? Yep, Anyways, sure. Um, <laughs> And they have a little conversation here. This is now the second mention of this that we've heard of. Sawyer casually mentions that Charlie tried to drown a baby. (laughs) Uh, Not a lot of babies on the island. Guessing that's little Aaron that for some reason Charlie has tried to kill. It must be in that two episode gap. There's somewhere <laughs> maybe the one right before perhaps yeah maybe because yeah i mean because like this seems like a relatively new development he says something about you know yeah oh she keeps the good house and kicks you out in the cheap apartment so obviously like, charlie's yeah. recently on the outs because he's building a tent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so maybe this did happen in uh in in fire and water which is the episode right before this which we haven't seen <laughs> and i looked at the schedule we that's the second to last episode of season one of lost on lost um so it's how gonna... uninteresting <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be a while charlie sits there and he eats a little bit of it but then yeah before too long he's like 
uh, you know, instead of worrying about me, why don't you worry about what's happening over at your house? <laughs> it's one of those where it's like that gag works because there's a camera, you know, the mm-hmm. audience only sees what you allow them to see. Yeah. There is no way Sawyer didn't see Jack 20 <laughs> feet that way going through all of his shit. <laughs> Couldn't hear it over the ocean waves. Yeah. Jack is ransacking his tent because in the previous scene, Locke was like, why don't you get the medicine and also stash it in here? <laughs> but there's this little, final shot of Sawyer's face right before like the end of this little sequence. And so I just wrote, uh, it's, it was a dark Sawyer moment because like, his face is all yeah. in shadow. It's like, yeah. Mm. Fucking Jack did say the line, are you threatening me? And and all I could think of was Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> and then I had to rewind the next two minutes because I was laughing to myself alone in my room. Anyways. And that's the end of the cold open. The lost card comes through and then we come back in a flashback. Sawyer and uh, this is what my main introduction for says here. Sawyer and Kim Dickens. <laughs> Penelope question mark. <laughs> I knew that that because they say her name in the last five minutes of this fucking episode. <laughs> The thing is, we've seen Kim Dickens playing a couple of times. We yeah. find we find out later it's Cassidy. Um, yeah. We've seen her in the show a couple of times, not only in an old Sawyer flashback episode from season three, but then uh, also a Kate flashback episode. Which is bullshit because she introduces herself to Kate that she's like this hardened con person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she's over here still using her real fucking name. Her real name, which I couldn't remember, despite the fact that we've seen her a couple of times. I think maybe she's doing a long con on these people by using her real name. You bastard. (laughs) He's doing the fucking briefcase cash yeah con <laughs> yeah we've seen this before they just get done doing it and uh he's like oh, i got an important meeting <laughs> he looks at the clock and the clock says like 125 he's, <laughs> like, he's like i got an important yeah. meeting in 10 minutes oh you had an important meeting at 135 in the afternoon <laughs> <laughs> okay I, in my intro i talked about that sawyer is the best worst best con man yeah. ever mm-hmm. she calls him out pretty pretty directly oh sure it happened to open up and it happened to have all this money and you just happened to be going to this meeting yada 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 he easily could have said well yeah this is a con i'm gonna go con these other people as this amazing con man he should have been able to like lie his way out of that scenario fairly easily he's like oh yep i was gonna con you (laughs) it's a long con jp he's long conning her And that's and that's my question, I guess, is that because because this is a long con, was her busting him part of his plan, or did he decide when the briefcase popped open? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to a long con. I kind of feel like he switched. Like he did an audible I right think, then, not yeah. not like oh she's kind of savvy, she's gonna know what I'm up to, so I'm yeah. gonna reveal myself as a. a, a I will use an opportunity like this to reveal myself as a con man to her to rope her in some a little, a little more. Yeah, I think so. I think because he's kind of like he's one of those survivor characters that will do whatever he can sure. to like stay ahead constantly. And so yeah, like, I think he's I don't know it. if Sawyer's that smart. Uh, I, I think he is. I think I think it's easy to think that he's not because all the like racist stuff and yeah. all that and like everything else. But I think he's a smart guy. He's kind of. I, I would say well, he, it's it's not yeah. intellect. It, like yeah. you said, it's survivor survival yeah. instinct versus like smart. Sure. When it comes to knowing the play to make, he's smart. Yeah. Like if you handed him a Sudoku, he might struggle with it. Right. But like if you present him a situation like this, she may have caught me. 
but she still has six hundred thousand dollars, which <laughs> yeah. I need. Well, <laughs> so, she has a nice house too. Right, you know, like, yeah. The easiest way to get her to give up the six hundred thousand is to make her a con man. Like I feel like there's got to be a better way. What do we know about her ex-husband? You know, maybe he was even worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, maybe that's how she was able to like immediately pick out what's going on. Yeah, you know, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's the ends up her being her the or the payoff to the scene is she like she bags him and so she's like. Well, I'm not mad. Show me how to do what you yeah. do. Yeah, make me a make me yeah. a con artist too. And it's like, okay, well, you know, she's a divorcee. She's got this hot dude who's like kind of, you know, he's a bad boy. He's got that shit going on. So like, I can, I sure. can, I, I 100 buy her being like, you know, I've, yeah. I've lived this, you know, boring life, and like, I just broke up with my husband of X a number of years. My life was obviously like, at least my relationship wasn't fulfilling. Blah blah blah. Let's see what's happening here. Yeah, Josh Holly yeah. is like really really hot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this guy's a TV star. Oh, man. He's going to do Colony after Lost. It's going to be a Mission Impossible 4 for like five minutes. Uh, He's a roundies brand Kevin Costner. Anyways, <laughs> back on the beach, Kate shows up. Uh, yeah, she just comes, like, I just wrote that she comes to bother Sawyer. Like, that, that's like yeah. literally her. This scene's pretty pointless. Here's just like, I'm here to irritate you. <laughs> like, I know that they have like this sort of like romantical push and pull throughout like the early seasons, whatever, but sometimes their rapport strikes me as like siblings. <laughs> Sawyer makes a really gross insinuation that Locke and Claire are sleeping together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of came out that's of nowhere. That's nasty. <laughs> He's a pretty gross guy. I mean, like he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Locke's just like he's he's there for them to talk about. He doesn't do anything. He's like carrying yeah. like banana or something like that. While Kate and Sawyer are chatting, Sawyer brings up that Jack and Ana Lucia, who's still alive, they're they're forming an <laughs> army. Not only was Sawyer not invited to join the army, but Kate was also not joint invited to join yeah. the army. The thing that's interesting <laughs> to me about this scene is like it, it there is a point here, like with them beyond just bantering. It's like Sawyer's being smart by like laying seeds. He's yeah, like, yeah. you're gonna be jealous. Yeah. The the other thing that I was just thinking of was just like it's obvious that Jack and uh, Ana Lucia don't have much um experience with building an army because um for the most part when you're building an army you take everybody. <laughs> Listen, you just got to offer people, you know, that they'll pay for college mm-hmm. and that you'll get cheap health insurance. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't give it to the rest of the country. So mm-hmm. it's an incentive for people to join the military mm-hmm. industrial yeah. complex. Well, in this regard, the only health care on the island is Jack. So if you. <laughs> oh, snap. You know, <laughs> so if you, if wanna... you join Jack's army, you do get free health. It's like, mm-hmm. we already get free health care. Yeah. You've been giving us free health care the whole time. <laughs> Justin over here fucking sitting in first class looking down from 10,000 feet he's got the whole fucking view baby (laughs) (laughs) my part of the plane disappeared a long time ago (laughs) cut to the jungle Uh, Saeed is uh, (laughs) making coconuts into smaller coconuts I I think most people know about this but if you don't know about this a coconut that you know like the little fuzzy brown coconut that's actually inside a much bigger like green husk yeah. Um, and you have to, to get to the animated coconut, like the, the one yeah. coconut that we're all, you have to peel them. The Jimmy Buffett coconuts. Yeah, right, right. And so that's what Saeed's doing. He's got, uh, he's peeling coconuts. But he's pretty bummed out. I'm assuming that this is fairly soon after uh, What's-Her-Face's death, uh, Shannon. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Uh, Ana Lucia's on the beach, which means Shannon is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hurley comes up and uh, he's got a pretty good joke. Um <laughs> Put the, put the lime in the coconut. You gonna put the lime in the coconut? Drink a boat up. And Saeed's like, "What are you talking you about? <laughs> you know, lime in the coconut." He's like, "When would I have heard this song?" <laughs> 
the the face that Saeed gives to Hurley is the same face Kai makes to me anytime I try to describe loss to her. <laughs> and it was so good. Navy Andrews just kills it. Yeah. And and Hurley uh, just unfazed by Saeed not getting the joke too. It's just like yeah. Man, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> like that's a good joke i don't care that you didn't laugh it's still a good joke he brings him a radio that bernard had brought along with them from where they had been staying the tail second survivors had been staying they have a little shortwave radio he brings him this radio he's like hey i know you know you you do stuff with communications blah 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 here's radio and so he's like it's a shortwave radio i can't do anything with this bullshit Mm -hmm. he's all pouting and and stuff like that and then hurley says like i'm just trying to cheer you up dude yeah i wrote down in my notes i was like i just i straight up forgot why Said was pumped. Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Is I, I thought we were gonna catch a flashback, and we were gonna see Shannon die again on this show. I had to pause it. I paused it, and I was like, "What happened to Said? Like, what?" Because I was thinking that something happened to him, and I was like, "Well, nothing happened. He's not hurt. He's not. He hasn't recently been hit in the head." Uh, even though he is the survivor <laughs> who gets hit in the head the most throughout the course of the show. And then, yeah, finally dawned on me. I was like, oh, yeah, Shannon just died. <laughs> we went through a patch of dealing with nothing but Shannon's death on Lost yeah. Outlaws. We did like, <laughs> we saw it so much. And then it, it's been Three a while. times, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Resident morale officer Hurley just doing his doing his thing. <laughs> Trying yeah, to he slide. leaves the radio and Saeed notices that he leaves the radio. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the end of that. We cut to the jungle. Anna Lucia and Jack walking through the jungle. Jack informs AL that uh, he's got the combo to the gun safe now, and she seems pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. She also mentions that, you know, they're not doing well with the recruiting because uh, no. you know, the middle section survivors are too uh, too safe. They're not, you know, yeah. threatened, et cetera, et cetera. She asks him for the combo. I like how she does it. It's like the only time that she's ever really that quick on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. I do like she's like, what's the combination? Just kidding. <laughs> I see why she didn't make detective. <laughs> that was one step away from a sphincter says what? Like, <laughs> just what's the combo? Just kidding. Just just like, kidding. Oh my god. Then from there we cut to the garden. Sun's working on a garden. She's planting some, you know, some various, you know, herbal remedies. Looks like uh, those little spiky aloe vera plants yeah. that are good for burns and shit. Mm-hmm. She's just, you know. Mind her own business, and she uh, she hears something in the jungle. A rustling, yeah. and it's not me in the woods this time, I promise. <laughs> uh, it's a little spooky. And maybe this speaks to Anna Lucia's thought about the middle section survivors. But, like, if it were me, I would never be doing anything Alone, alone ever yeah yeah. Know, all, yeah if i even you know even though they've been here you know what 50 some odd days and yeah things are relatively chill and they apparently did just get done with this little parlay at the line which we haven't seen the buddy system yeah like the fuck is Jin doing right now there are monsters yeah. right it's like a smoke right <laughs> right around right no like, parlay with that thing yeah so like and i get you want to have some you know you everybody needs their alone time you know you don't want to necessarily be hanging with your spouse like a hundred percent of the time but like what was Jin doing at this time? Like, he can't fish all the time. He could have just been, like, hanging on your bed. Or any, or Scott or Steve or, yeah, any other yeah. knob. But, yeah, the noise ends up being Vincent. Um, He he, he comes out and she, you know, it's the dog. It's cool. Like, it's, uh, anytime yeah. the dog shows up, it's just like, hey, the dog. And he's happy to be there. Yeah. But then one of these mid-morning rain showers starts. As soon as uh, Vincent bolts off and the rain starts, uh, somebody throws a hood over Sun's head and it starts oh, dr- shit. dragging her off in the jungle. And that, that spooked me out a little bit i was like oh shit even though i remember this episode and i knew it was coming yeah. I, like the jump got me i was like oh 
Nice. Yeah. They kind of pull that early 2000s Tony Scott speed ramped up, like, <laughs> yeah. shuddering with There's the, actually everything. quite a few speed ramps in this episode, typically slowing down, mm-hmm. but we've noticed that they do that once in a while in Lost before, and they, they did it a bunch of times in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she starts getting dragged off into the uh, into the jungle, and uh, she's screaming, and Kate and Sawyer hear the screaming, yeah. so they uh, head off and try to, try to catch up with her. They, whoever was dragging her didn't get too, too far. Um, she's no. just been left in like a small little clearing, but she's tied up. She's got a bag on her head, unconscious. Yeah, she's been yeah hitting the head somewhere. Miss um, Sawyer's like, yo, go get Jack, whatever. Um, and they take her back to the beach. They drop her off. They start you know doing emergency tending to her, or whatever. And Kate and Sawyer explain what they just went through. Like we right. heard her scream. And, like you know, we found her left. Yep. Like blah, blah, hands are tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything's pointing toward. Let me guess. This is probably Anna Lucia, right? Like that's at least what we're supposed to believe. Yeah, they cut the commercial and they come back. Um, they're having, they had this little shot composition a couple of different times throughout where they have mm-hmm. this shot of facing out toward the ocean, but you don't see the ocean. It's just a, a group of people having like a little meeting on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I always like it because it, it's like this just establishing shot of this conversation. They use yeah. it a couple of different times and I like it. But this is one of those where it's just, it's Ana Lucia, Jack, Kate, Sawyer, and Locke. And they're talking about what just happened. You know, it's like they they were like, we just had this parlay. Like I thought things were gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we should do something. Like if they're broken the broken the rules of the parlay, we should retaliate in some sort of way, whatever. And it's like let, let, you know, let's arm up and then like lock again. If we get out a bunch of guns, we're more likely to blast each other than we are to blast anybody else. Yeah. Because every, we're all it's torqued up. It's very much a you'll shoot your eye out sort of moment. Yeah. And everybody's all, you know, adrenaline, like people are charged up and he's Probably not wrong. Locke says something about, we don't even know what happened. And Jack says, do we need to know? Like, (laughs) yeah, dipshit, you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you should. I mean, you should need to know. The little meeting breaks up. Then we follow Kate and Sawyer. <laughs> They're looking for Cracking. clues. <laughs> Snooping. And they find uh, they find where Son got left. They find the hood. Sawyer yeah. doesn't, doesn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason, he like count. He's some like the thread count on the hoods. He managed different, to count. It's a different weave. It's a <laughs> yeah, different color. It's like could they maybe have multiple types of hoods? No, like, no. <laughs> he, Sawyer knows that the others they bought their hoods in bulk. It, there was oh. a ten pack. All they're all yeah, the same that's exact fair. hood. That's yep. That's how he knows. Conning people, maybe he. Maybe he conned a, a mattress salesman or something, you know, one time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He personally starts to lay the foundation that this is a con. Yeah. And that it's probably Jack and or Ana Lucia. He's like, I, yeah. can, I know a con when I see it. Yeah. They're trying to get people motivated to want to be in their little army. But uh, the, I do uh, do you think it's kind of like sadly apt? Because uh, the way that Sawyer starts playing on everybody's fears and... and mm-hmm. Doing that, like, I don't know, it's almost like prescient to uh, the last six years of our lives, like how we have this guy, sneaky racist guy, able to get everybody going up against each other. <laughs> right, right, right. And playing on yeah. their fears, you know. Yeah. Art, imitating life, imitating art, yeah. imitating life. Got, there's that Twilight Zone episode. I can't think, I was trying to look it up a second ago, mm. that, uh, where the whole neighborhood starts not trusting each other. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't trust a single fucking one of my neighbors. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut through a flashback. Um, Sawyer is showing Penelope Cassidy the uh, the, <laughs> the jewelry 
con. The bit, yeah. yeah. We've seen Cassie pull this con in a different episode, uh, in in that Kate episode, whatever that one was called. Yeah, it's just a bunch of FOMO. You know, people people are scared uh, <laughs> of missing an opportunity. I believe is what he says. I, I yeah. like their two marks in this episode. <gasps> like, like were these guys <laughs> so dumb. Did these guys work in the office and you know, like, hey, we need you? That would have been the fucking perfect opportunity to have Scott and Steve there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on! Are you fucking kidding me? Oh man, because that one uh, guy, that one guy looked like uh, Justin Timberlake, like in sync era, like, kinda, and, yeah. and I guess maybe it would have been around that time. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's what they were going for—the yeah. sports glasses. They look like two guys ready to get duped yeah. by right. main characters, and they burn them. These they burn these two yeah. heads so simply. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, I bought you this uh, really expensive necklace at a gas station for a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You won't believe the deal I got. <laughs> Why is your neck turning green? <laughs> Um. <laughs> this actually itches really bad <laughs> that's how you know it's good uh, that's we're... why you buy white gold <laughs> this gold chain gave me stigmata that means it's quality <laughs> um uh, we cut back to the uh, beach. Sun's still out. Yeah, Jack's tending son. Uh, man, she had a decent sized egg in her forehead. <laughs> like, yeah, holy God fuck. Damn. She recovers from this very quickly. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. I feel like they should have continued to check on her after having a head injury. We know a lot more in 2022 or 2023, yeah. excuse me, now that this is January, um, <laughs> about head injuries yeah, and yeah. Uh, traumatic brain injury is an awful, awful thing. Exactly. They should have. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we shouldn't all trust Jack for our health care. <laughs> He's been fine. She'll be fine. I'm sure there's, there's going to be a Dharma drop MRI machine any day now. So like, they'll, <laughs> they'll figure it all out. Nice. Really is the hatch actually just an MRI it's, machine? It's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an MRI machine built yeah. for 60 people. <laughs> <laughs> The whole island. We're just mapping everybody. Might be onto something here, Justin. <laughs> Kate talks to Jack real quick. It's this little telephone game. Like Sawyer set, laid the seeds. Now Kate's saying yeah. like she trusts Jack. So she's taking Jack out of the equation. She's like, we don't know Ana Lucia. Right. So like she's sort of inadvertently helping Sawyer build the foundations of Ana Lucia is up to something. Yeah. There's uh, an element of truth here, which makes the idea so appealing is that Ana Lucia is new. Like they just met her again, hypothetically a few days ago on the island. She did uh, introduce herself by killing Shannon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just going to say she murdered one of us. I trust her more than any of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense to you yeah. know, lay the, lay the, lay the suspicion at her feet. And we cut to a commercial, then we cut back. So Jack is now talking to Ana Lucia. It's it's funny because, like, the question is the accusation. Yeah. Where were you this morning? I was lots of places. Where were you during the rainstorm? Do you have an alibi? Like, can anybody vote for you? I don't know. I don't I don't think it's out of line. Like, everybody... Uh, no, like, not at all. She gets kind of indignant about it. Like, yeah. you question me. It's like, who the fuck are you? She, she acts like a cop would after being questioned. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I've seen so many TikTok videos about this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, while they're uh, while they're chatting, Sun wakes up. Jack asks her a couple questions. Did you see anything? You know, anything like that? Jin gets really hyper, and uh, uh, as one would expect, his wife got attacked. He demands to have a gun. He's like, yeah. "Give me a gun! Give me a gun! Give me a gun!" And you guys already know, having listened recently, how good he is with a gun. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two two things I'd like to bring up about this. One, I'm going to channel my inner Kim Davister here and talk about sort of relationship wants and needs. <laughs> if your first reaction to your beloved being hurt is to react with violence, that's going to make them not want to tell you when they've been hurt, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to fly off the handle and that shouldn't be, you know, your first reaction should be support. Right. Second point is... uh. 
Hey, Jin, we don't know who did this. So now you're just walking around angry with a gun. And Jack says, yep, you know what? That's a good idea. Right. It's an extension of Jack's earlier thing during the little beach meeting. Like, let's get some guns and go fucking hunting. Yeah. <laughs> hunting what, man? Listen, I love guns, but right. maybe having guns when angry aren't the right thing right. to do. Right, right, Lock and go wrong. Practice responsible firearms ownership. Exactly. Sawyer is watching all of this happen and then this is where Kate eyeballs Ana Lucia yeah and we get that shot of like she's looking at her and she's you know like, whatever something about they're gonna form a posse yeah and so that Kate goes and tells Sawyer like, hey they're coming for the guns go warn Locke before they get yeah. there yeah. it's almost too easy <laughs> <laughs> First guy who ever shot fish in a barrel. I'm really having problems describing how easy this is. Go <laughs> <laughs> to a flashback. Uh, Sawyer and Penelope uh, slash Cassidy. Um, they're just like talking about future plans for future cons. The pigeon drop, the Tulsa bag <laughs> scam, the looky loo. <laughs> she spills the beans finally. She's like, you know what? I lied earlier. I have $600,000 that I got in the divorce. $600,000. <laughs> That's $100,000 less than Locke's dad. If they would have got $100,000 more, they could have went for a retirement score. <laughs> Justin, we now have to have you on for an episode with $500,000. Yeah. Oh, Counting it all the way down to number one. <laughs> she wants to do a long con, and so she says, like, I got the stake for it. Because he says the one thing you need for a long con is you need money. And she's like, I got money. Like, if the most recent scene on the beach were, like, Kate's like, Sawyer, go warn Locke about the guns. It's like, the audience is like, okay. This is also the scene, the flashback, we're like, okay. <laughs> I figured something was up, but I couldn't, I didn't know what the play was. You know what I mean? Yeah, same, same. I, the The survivors are meant to believe, yes, it's it's Ana Lucia. That means it absolutely isn't, right, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. But I couldn't figure out what Sawyer's end game was here. Sure. And then my mine was in the flashback. I was like, okay, step two of this, like step one was gaining Cassie's confidence. Step two was getting her to admit that she still has the money. And then I couldn't right. remember, yeah, how he actually gets it out of her. Right. Now we're going to use that money for a con, so now I have access to the money. Uh, so then we come back to the hatch. Locke is looking through the books, books for something. I didn't think about it until this morning. Maybe he's looking for more deleted scenes from I the film? I think so, yeah. I think... <laughs> Maybe. I think he is. I think, because that's why... Because they didn't they find one? I think they found... Yeah, I think they found yeah. a film in one of the books, and so, so he must be... He's just double-checking everything. Yeah, and yeah. Sawyer rocks up and tells him, hey, you know, Jack's come for the guns. He says he's alphabetizing, but he's got the book upside down, so I was like, yeah, <laughs> And okay, they're just whatever, in a dude. pile on the ping-pong table, like, yeah. not organized whatsoever, yeah. And, and this works kind of exactly how I, you would think it would work, too. Like, Locke's like, well, yeah. okay, you're here, like, I'm not gonna tell you anything, yeah. but you can watch the button for me while I protect the guns from Jack. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. That is a line of logic that is absolutely, like, you have a mob of angry people who just want guns, but they don't have an enemy in which to use those right. guns. And, and they're just coming to be angry and armed. Yeah, let's get them the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this too, because they, they bothered to write in. Locke's like, why are you doing this? Why do you care? And Sawyer is, Sawyer is able to say... Cause fuck Jack. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's literally my only motivation. Like, and, yeah. and th that's a motivation that everybody will buy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then we cut to flashback. 
Uh, Sawyer is getting lunch, steak sandwich, and two beers. <laughs> Sounds like a good day to me. It's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Dunn. Welcome to the show, yeah. Kevin Dunn. I fucking love this dude. He's in Veep. Yeah. Um, and he's amazing. He's in everything. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in the first season of uh, Seinfeld. Yeah. I think he's in the first season of True Detective. But yeah, Kevin Dunn's there, and uh, they're having a dinner at the at the diner, and uh, Aunt Zelda's the waitress. Yeah. Um, Kate's mom. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Small world yeah I, this is where i wrote down apparently her name's cassidy <laughs> yes yeah this was it yeah, it's like all right we're approaching the end of the episode and we finally get a name yeah kevin dunn is uh, gordy is uh, is apparently the one who found cassidy and set sawyer yeah. up on her He's another yeah another con, con man of sorts yeah, they obviously have a, at least a working relationship of some sort um mm-hmm. but sawyer is kind of like he's got feelings for cassidy yeah. so he's thinking about like maybe maybe we don't do this and it's like uh, i think it was mike Hyer who said it in or the sawyer episode that he was on the second you as a con man realize you have a conscience that's when your career as a con <laughs> man is over yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like you can't. Yeah, like and Gordy's like we're in month six of this con. Like the primary descriptor of this type of thing is long, long con. This has been a long time that we've yeah. not been doing other cons because this is going to be a big payoff. Um, you're not just throwing six months of shit away. This isn't mortgage fraud. Hurry it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean at this rate they're making fifty k a month. Right. You know, between each, the two of them, yeah. the longer it takes, the less that the, 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 the goes down and down and down and down. And it's like, uh, and now yeah. and now the story's just thinking about bailing because he's sweet on her. And I mean. Kim Dixon, she, she seems wonderful, you know. She's into Sawyer being a scumbag. Right, yeah. Like, like he's she not, obviously like, shows interest in his interests. She, like She sees who he is. Yeah, and, and loves him despite all of his rough edges and frays. And yeah. After oh. six months, her sex life still seems to be really good, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's important to keep that going. Sure, they're physically compatible, yeah. Gordy's like, if you don't do this, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You owe me one, so go get me my $600,000, please. I love the phrase, put one in your ear in movies and (laughs) television. Like, that's just like my favorite way of somebody describing that they're going to shoot somebody. And I'll put one in your ear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, like, you're going to lick your finger and stick it in my ear? Like, I love it. I I love it. It's so good. So he, I mean, yeah, he wants his cut and that's that. We cut to the hatch. So you're sitting at a computer. It's kind of like looking at a monkey sitting at a typewriter. (laughs) I do, th- I do think yeah. it's funny how he's like, hold on, I'm about to get the high score. I don't like. On Donkey Kong. And we got to burn 10 more seconds in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. He's really milking it. Yeah, and then JP, earlier you said like there's a mob of guys coming, and that's kind of what Sawyer meant it's, made it sound like. It's Jack and Jin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's two people. But- Jack walks up and is like, my friend's angry and would like a gun, please. <laughs> Jack asks where Locke is. Uh, so it's like, um, so Jack's like, all right, well, and that's not a lie. Like me, me saying, where's Locke? That constitutes consulting him before opening the door. I'm gonna go open the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. the guns the are gone. The guns are gone. <laughs> no bullets. So Sawyer has the little dig there about the pills. Uh, oh yeah. Like these are yours. Yeah, like, I think these are yours. A nice little moment. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then we cut to the beach. Jack stomps up to Locke. <laughs> they argue. Sorry, he sounds like Wario when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they argue. They bicker. You know, like you know, and they, they both bring up some salient points about you know whatever. It's like we do need to arm ourselves. We need to protect ourselves. You shouldn't hunt angry. Blah blah blah. It's like I made an executive decision. Blah blah. blah. Locke exactly says like you were about to break the fucking agreement that we had. Yeah, Jack says we had an agreement. And Locke's like which you were about to ignore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And while they're bickering, we just hear some gunshots. I, I must say, like this this scene is like what I've always remembered, and I remember like watching it as it like in order mm-hmm. back when mm-hmm. it happened, and just like being blown away, like yeah, because it like this is yeah. the moment where at this point the whole dynamic of the island shifts yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And every, everybody jumps and it's yeah. and it's obviously like an automatic because it happens quickly or a semi-automatic. It happened like there's yeah. three really quick shots and yeah. like Josh Holloway has an excellent monologue here yeah um, it's very good it, it's it's after sundown it's dark there's just firelight like people are and he is he's commanding everybody's attention he's holding this rifle and he just yeah. he explains to all of them sawyer never went on the raft for altruism right while i was yeah. out trying to get us all rescued you took all my stuff. You did all these mm-hmm. things. You know, why? Why isn't anybody thinking about me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like who? Right. And he's kind of right too, because like, kind of right. Why? Why are Jack and Locke de facto the people right. in charge? And that's yeah. always kind of th- that simmers amongst everybody. Yeah. And then so he's able to move in there yeah. and be like, "Let yeah. me tell you what's wrong with this world." And yeah. I, I do think it's like I think that does kind of make this episode stand out in a way, especially in retrospect, looking at it as like the writers and everyone they're they were touching on the pulse of something that's going on in this country that we didn't fully mm-hmm. understand yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously this is post nine 11. And right. so like that, that does play a lot into this show. I feel like it what's funny, like rewatching it this time. I've always remembered that scene. I thought it happened later in yeah, the episode. I thought it was like the last scene oh. of the show. Yeah. yeah. So then it like shifts it. And then, yeah. yeah Cause like, think about it because his final line in the monologue is there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. And like, if you yeah. like in my head, yeah, I was always like, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Lost. I think that's used in a lot of recaps though. Probably. That's Probably why yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that like and it's it's very true to the sword that we know yeah but i hate that this is true is that he makes the monologue all about him yeah yeah he's saying i now have the power you know uh you all have to come to me for your needs. There's part of me that wishes he was a better con man that made it seem like this was, it's not a self-serving decision, that this was the righteous decision. Like, mm. y'all are, are going to be gun Tony. Y'all aren't responsible with the guns. So now I'm going to be the responsible one. Sure. I feel like that way he gets the guns and he gets the save face, but that's not Sawyer. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. think he would think that way just because he is right. A- he, so he is self-centered. He is so, yeah. so like if, if you're going to con people, you're doing it for yourself. Like right. you know, and right. at least he's made himself feel like he's that way. Right. I know. I just really wanted that to be the case. I was like, I want Sawyer to be the good guy here. I wanted him to use his conning for good, and he just turned out to be a shit heel well, again. It, so. And again, it's funny because this is Lost on Lost, and we've seen season three Sawyer. We, we've seen Sawyer right. being an actual good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think this like this episode, even watching it like up to this point, you're starting to kind of like him. You're like feeling good. He's making you laugh. Well, it's like you said, like you said too, like he's doing something here that people respect again through nefarious means. But like, even if you're not happy that he's got all the guns, he did show Jack and Locke's sort of flaws. Yeah, yeah, they're hubris. Like showing everybody who they are. But even like. 
um, when y'all watch the the Shannon episode mm-hmm. where she passed away, like that's the episode you start liking Shannon. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then like yeah. in this episode, you start liking Sawyer, sure. or at least this version of Sawyer. And like it kills you that that, that it like he ends up killing the good version in a sense. And I feel like that's something yeah, that starts to occur. Totally. If you start, if all of a sudden you start really liking a character that you haven't liked before on this show, mm-hmm. it might not bode well for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From there, we cut to a flashback. Sawyer comes into Cassie's house and spills the beans on the long con. It's like, all right, here's the thing. I knew you had the money the whole time. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to snatch it though, because I love you. Uh, my partner's going right. to kill us both. You got to run. You got to, I'll meet you tomorrow morning or something like yep. that. We're going to have breakfast together on the run. Sioux City. So yeah, he, he helps her escape. He, he takes the money out of the briefcase, puts a bunch of it into a duffel bag, hands it to her, tells her to run through the neighbor's backyard. He then goes out to the car, which he, he's like, that's my partner's car. He's sitting out there, blah, blah, blah. There's nobody in the car. <laughs> Gordy ain't there, man. Gordy's gone. Yep. Don't he, think Gordy was ever. Yeah, there. don't think he was ever there. No, that's a that's a quote from Black Hawk Down. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The last thing is him him getting her outside like the screen door yeah, yeah, and yeah. saying, you know, hey, I I'm all you ever wanted. Now you know better, but I love you. Yeah. Run. Yeah, that's right. And then from there we cut back to the beach. Kate confronts Sawyer. Asks him how he pulled it off. Does she confront him? I don't know. She just kind of talks at him. Confronting isn't the right word. She she just like she basically just asks him how how he could do something like that, how he did it, and how could you? Like, yeah. Uh, Which I do think is it's how it juxtaposes the two main love interests at this point for Sawyer. Yeah. Like, and she kind of she has the questions that you assume Cassie would have had if she was able to stick around if Sawyer hadn't rushed her out of the house. Yeah. There's a, a an interesting shot earlier in the episode where uh, Kate and Sawyer are both sitting there talking inside of Sawyer's tent or they're both just kind of saying there's like this really nice two shot. Mm-hmm. And right here when Kate walks away, they have the same two shot as Kate walks away and, and Sawyer's left sitting by himself. Mm-hmm. Like all right, we're going to talk because we both see the thing in one another as sort of con people sort of on the run, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sort of we understand each other in a way other people don't. But Sawyer is now left, you know, by himself because Kate wants nothing to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. She is smart enough to walk away, whereas like Cassidy was not. Mm-hmm. And so, but it might yeah. just be like she's just more worldly. Yeah. You run, I con. <laughs> Tiger can't change his stripes. I mean, they can. They can. I mean, people can grow. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you can get paint. You can shave a tiger. You can paint in between the stripes. Yeah. Get orange paint, or you can get black paint. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever's cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> then it looks like a solid cat. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> oh, dude! If you did all orange, it'd just be big Garfield. Yeah. We are continuous over to Saeed, uh, or over to Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> Saeed brings over. I love this scene. Saeed brings over his radio project in case you forgot from earlier yeah. he's attached an antenna to it he's you know doing yeah. doing his professor thing he realized that he he overreacted with hurley yeah you know yeah, so yeah. he's like ah you know what it, we're, we're probably not we're not gonna be able to send anything out maybe we can get something fun yeah this is like the most efficient c plot 
ever. <laughs> it's got like yeah. two, two scenes. Two scenes. Yeah, just like beginning of the episode, the end of the episode. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's the only like feel good part of this episode because yeah. there's nothing feel good yeah. about any of the rest of it. Yeah. They fiddle with the knob a little bit. They, uh, <laughs> static's good, right? No, reception's good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they start to hear some. First, they pick up Rousseau's signal. Um, and then yeah. uh, and then they get some more static. And then, then they start to hear some whatever. Then they get like a radio DJ. Yeah. And then like, yeah. And then they get, yeah. they get some just some music. Music. Just kind of nice. It's like kind of nice. Yeah. With a little little hint. Hurley has a fun little jab in here, you know, like recognizing how weird their situation is because Saeed's like, you know, the, <laughs> the signal could come from anywhere and Hurley says, or any right. time. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. Like, it's yeah, so good. It's really nice. Uh, I need more Saeed and Hurley mess around mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, then from there, we're continuous on to Sawyer again. Sawyer's out. Heading probably to the gun stash to return the rifle to the hiding place. And he runs into Charlie in his hoodie. (laughs) In his fucking Unabomber outfit. (laughs) Dark Charlie. Dark Charlie. (laughs) He's the one who nabbed Son and dragged her out into the woods and hit her over the head. And I assume he's the one who also followed Locke to where the guns were? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because Sawyer's like... Here's a Virgin Mary statue, whatever. And he's like, if I wanted the yeah, heroin, yeah, I would have yeah. taken it when I, you know, whatever. Yeah. But so then Sora's like, well, why, you know, why'd you do it? And he's like, well, I wanted to humiliate Locke. Yeah. And this is, I think, attached to the baby never thing. Because yeah. I got to assume Daddy Locke oh, saved yeah. the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to drown a baby and Locke's the bad guy here for making me not drown the baby. <laughs> I, I think this is such a good reveal too because mm-hmm. like yeah. we forget about the beginning of the episode that charlie's yeah. there because again it's just that one scene at the beginning just yeah. like the saeed with the and hurley with the coconut yeah the, the the one little scene of sawyer and charlie at the beach with the tent and yeah then, then all, all the way at the end just books book ending it and this also shows like how terrible sawyer can be yeah. that he will yeah. set up uh somebody getting assaulted to further his goals you know what and, I mean? and yeah that's super fucked up and, <laughs> and how badly charlie can lash out when he's been hurt too yeah. like you know he's still on the men from be- you know he's a he's a he's a drug addict he's a recovering addict like he's got all these problems with self-centeredness and and abandonment and all that stuff yeah he attacks an innocent person on sawyer's say so to, to, to fulfill his own needs to yeah, yeah. And it's just like, man, when people are pushed, they are sort of irrational things they might do. Yeah, I feel like everybody loved Charlie. They felt bad for him. Mm -hmm. But then like he, you know, like poor guy, he's a drug addict. Yeah, that sucks. But then he's also clearly capable. Like he didn't need the heroin. No. You know, he did this completely selfishly. Mm -hmm. That's not the Mm -hmm. same yeah, he didn't is, do it to yeah, like you said, if he wanted the heroin, he would have taken he would have just taken the heroin. Yeah. Yeah. If this scene would have gone on five seconds longer, it would have been, Well, I don't want this heroin to not go to good use, so why don't you <laughs> since we got it? Yeah. Then we cut to that final flashback. Sawyer goes out to the car. Mm-hmm. We assume to give uh is it Gordo, Gordy. Yep. Uh, dude, what if fucking Gordo with four arms is in the car? Hey oh. Goro. Uh he Goro, yeah. Uh he uh he goes out to the car to give uh, give Gordy his money, mm-hmm. and there's nobody there. Yep. Gordy was in his head the whole time, right? <laughs> yeah, he get, he sits in the car for a little bit, um, lets a little bit of time pass. He goes back in the house, pulled the old switcheroo. He counts the Mississippis out loud. <laughs> yep. Stop. Yeah, and then, yeah, he goes back in the house, and um, 
the bag that he handed Cassidy was a dummy bag. The real duffel bag is sitting on the cut, the chair underneath. Get the money. Like in my heart of hearts, I was I was like, I hope he gave her a little bit of like travel money. Like, yeah. put one stack in there for her. Like, hey, you know, like, um, take it out of his cut, give Gordy his you know his money. But yeah, he pulled the old switcheroo. He didn't. Uh, he, he he kept the money. He chose uh, chose the money over the girl. He looks at the picture of the two of them. They they've been together long enough, and their relationship is strong enough that they have pictures of each other in frames in her yeah, house. Right. <laughs> well, it'd be really easy when she's trying to track him down later. She's got a whole fucking series of five by sevens. Be like, hey, have you seen this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, but he, yeah, he puts this picture of the two of them face down, and then, uh, then we cut back to Charlie and Sawyer, just like the last little bit. And Charlie asks him, like, why'd you do it? Yeah, how'd you how'd you put all this together? Not a good person, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody wants him to be. Yeah. So like, I'm not I'm not yeah. the thing that people think I am. And the thing is, I mean he is. Yeah. Like his yeah. I'm not a good I mean, person thing is all self-loathing and yeah. trauma and blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's he's trying to trying to tell himself. He's trying to yeah. long con himself. His himself. That's right. The oh. long con was yeah. him the whole time. Um, we were all oh. the long con. <laughs> <laughs> The real con was the enemies we made along the way. And that's it. That's it, yeah. The long con. First things first. Did we like it? Was it good? Justin, kick us off. I I I love this episode. That's why I brought it up <laughs> years ago. Years ago before COVID. Before I didn't even we were just babies. Yeah, we we're just didn't know children. what this world was gonna turn into. But now yeah, I really do like this episode. And going back and rewatching it again, like, you know, like it there was a certain level of pressure because I I suggested this and I was like, oh, what are they going to think about this? And, you know, like <laughs> watching it and the little nerves. But then it's like, no, this is a fun episode. It's like a fun crime story, mm-hmm. like kind of like Hitchcock yeah. going wrong, that mm-hmm. style. And then also just the stuff with the island and like there's nothing supernatural in this episode yeah. at all. To me, it stands out compared to others. I think it's a it's a good episode. I think it's directed well. I think the the story is good and i don't know i, just, I like if you, if you guys don't that's fine don't don't like let me talk you into liking it or anything, but <laughs> i mean i can be persuaded monetarily <laughs> about six hundred thousand dollars yeah uh jp what do you think did you like it yeah it did we'll get into it a little bit with my lost forever um but overall yeah i, I thought that the pacing was really good on this one i thought that the the actual both cons were actually fairly interestingly written where like, you know, I didn't exactly know where they were going to end up immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a, this was a good episode. Um, I fucking adore the Saeed and Hurley a little bit, even though just like you said, it's only two scenes. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adam. Yeah. Same. Uh, every a B C plots, all interesting, all well-written. Uh, the, the smaller stories did not stay. They're welcome. Like they have in other episodes. Um, I, yeah. I thought, yeah, like very yeah, Hitchcockian and it's sort of like doubling back and double crossing and like yeah. thro- throwing suspicion, you know, one way or the other. Well-written, well-directed, well-acted. Uh, and, and you know, one thing like I want to say really quick about the, uh, Hurley and Saeed thing. I like the little moment with the Rousseau signal that mm-hmm. it's like a quick small yeah. reminder like hey there's a whole other thing going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know like but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh this we don't even care about this spooky shit anymore yeah. but it's little bits like that it's like that's how you remind the audience of like, like when you have a show like this that has so many plot lines going on at, at the same time and you're gonna sideline some of the bigger ones for the moment to do something small like this yeah like yeah you can it's so easy 
to remind to make the little reminders without it being overt and without it getting in the way of what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just have little human moments. Yep. No doubt. You know, for this fucking character driven show. <laughs> <laughs> let's do the rest of it then. Let's do uh let's do yeah. uh who who's uh King Shit of Island Mountain who uh who who ruled <laughs> Wait, the what? roost? Who is uh <laughs> Who is the lost MVP who, who carried the episode? Uh, Justin, kick us off. I, I feel like it, it has to be Sawyer. I mean, he, sure. I, you know, you could make a joke, be like, oh, yeah, it was uh, that one shot of Mr. Echo. Um, but like, I, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I know I know for JP that is. But uh, yeah. um, but no, like I, I, it, I think it just hands out. It's just like by the nature of the episode it is. Mm. And like it's good in, in both ways because it's like kind of tragic. Like he, he you think he did actually love Cassidy and yeah. he that mm-hmm. part was tragic and then like he wins and there's some not. later tragedy we find out about that too because we've seen a later episode yeah she got she did I get pregnant somewhere along this yeah. six month journey like, yeah so. she's gone Maury <laughs> <laughs> god <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, sorry. Very solid pick. Yeah. 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 Very well done through throughout. Uh, JP. I'm gonna say Saeed. Okay. I love that Saeed was like he had the introspective sort of maturity to recognize, man, I was really a dick to Hurley, and mm-hmm. we we're mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it up to him. I'm gonna work the rest of the day on this fucking radio, and it's just I don't know that that whole two little scenes was just so much fun for me, and I love seeing characters grow. And learn sure. and change. Sure. So, yeah. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with Saeed's counterpart in the sea story, Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And again, like, there's all kinds of nonsense going on, um, but it obviously can't involve all 40 six odd people that are still around shannon just died a few days ago and the person that's most spun out about it saeed is a pillar of the survivor community and hurley's making sure that he's okay yeah hurley that's one of the things he's best at is keeping an eye on other people's well-being their mental health and their you know their their survivability beyond just food water shelter so yeah you know it's just important for him to go in there make that joke Give him a radio. Yeah. Yeah. Just taking care of somebody because Harley takes care yeah. of people. Y'all maybe talked about this before, mm-hmm. but uh, it's wild to think that um, the actor that plays Harley, he auditioned to play Sawyer. Wow. I did not know oh, that. Really? Yeah. And they're like, well, you don't really fit what we yeah. have in mind for this character, but like they created the character of Hurley we, based we, on his audition. We knew yeah. that Hurley was we created specifically for him. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he originally auditioned for Sawyer. Wow. That's yeah. wild. that's wild. But like I could also see them rewriting how Sawyer is and make it more of like a Mr. Magoo style like con <laughs> man. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean like when uh Michael Keaton was gonna be Jack, Jack yeah. like oh. you know, like he was gonna die in the first episode. So, mm-hmm. no, I want that version of Law so fucking bad. <laughs> Michael uh. Keaton just like making pay for work that doesn't ever happen. You want to get nuts? Uh. Let's get nuts. There's a flip side to this award, though. For every good, there's a bad. For every yin, there's a yang, etc., etc., etc. Who was not carrying their weight? Who was making the silence worse by breaking it? Who is the lost forever? Justin. I think in a way it's Locke because Locke <laughs> gets played worse sure. than yeah. everybody else. Like it, Jack got played through a series of steps yep. and yep. he had to trick Kate into tricking Jack into yep. thinking that on Alicia was bad. Yep. Like Locke just got played outright, yep. sure. and, which is kind of nice too since like, 
their interaction, he's like, Locke's going through all the books. You know, he's an intellectual one on the island in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in reality, Sawyer's well, the intellectual. Sawyer reads more books than anybody else oh, in the show. So, uh, yeah. so I think I, I think I would have to say Locke just because sure. he got yeah. he got tricked so quickly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, JP, what about you? I wrote two of them, mm-hmm. but I, I am going to just choose one. But I want to say both really quick. I was going to say Kate first. Are, are you a character or just a means of exposition? Please make a decision. <laughs> I, I never know what to do with Kate. She's just kind of there. I don't know. Sure. She's, she's useful sometimes. She's not. Uh, I am going to give it to Charlie, though. Sure. I don't know what the writers want us to feel about Charlie. Sure. Uh, when we were talking about sort of the emotional journey that other characters go through, yes, I understand that, like, you know, like Sawyer, he backpedals a bit, but like mm. Sawyer, Sawyer's a piece of shit in the before the crash times, right? Right. Charlie, while he's a dirtbag, he's not a bad person, but we're all over the place because in one episode, he's having a hurly mess around and I'm loving him. Other times, he's fucking knocking sun out and drowning babies and i'm like but we learned to love him again i'm like i just don't know what the fuck to feel about charlie and frankly the back and forth is just pissing me off so (laughs) i'm just gonna say charlie i do wonder if like if that's just a uh a casualty of the way you're watching this too you know Mm -hmm. what i mean I, i feel like it's a casualty of dominic monaghan probably going to the writers and being like, I'm kind of one of the only names on the show and I'm bored being a silly guy. <laughs> and now I want to be dark and brooding. Uh, Adam forever lost forever. Lock. He's so fucking gullible. Like <laughs> you bastards. <laughs> like as soon as I got done with it, I was like, dude, Sawyer gave you one line and you were like, oh, okay, I'm going to fucking make a curve. It's just like, you, you're a, you're just, it's, it's locked to a T. He's just an all day sucker, man. He gets played left, right, and center. And I think Sawyer knew that. And that's why he didn't have to put yeah. any effort into the, the, the lock aspect yeah. of the con. He was just like, all right, I got to do this to get Jack. I th- Sawyer's but, mapped you, out all these people yeah. already. Like yeah. he can, he started doing it and, I, I, it's like his survival mechanism yeah. I want to figure yeah. out and then like Locke wants to be the hero yeah. so bad yeah and I can use that very very simply he'll he'll believe me if I if I present him with an opportunity yeah. to be the be the big the big hero yeah I wonder if the plot or if Sawyer's plan goes even deeper he's like well fuck Charlie's the one that's gonna be following him and Charlie can't look at a tree without going oh the fucking basis for drive shaft <laughs> so he's like if if Locke has to move all the guns by himself, he'll be huffing and puffing, and he won't see idiot McFuckface fifty feet behind him. <laughs> so you know, maybe maybe that was maybe mm-hmm. Sawyer's a fucking genius. Yeah, I think I think what, I think when it comes to conning, she's certain certainly a genius. I think he yeah, yeah. I think he's smarter than he gets credit, credit for, for yeah. and then yeah, and like I like I assume this point y'all have seen him reading a lot because he's yeah. always yeah. reading yeah. yeah he'll only do what's necessary he's, yeah. he's kind of lazy yeah, yeah. And so, so which is how you maintain a physique like that um, <laughs> mm-hmm. you just only yeah. do what is necessary every like seven to ten days yeah, that's right that's right so, so yeah there we go lock lock charlie um not bad justin thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me. thanks for taking the time you yeah. got anything you want to plug yeah uh so uh, a friend of mine was, uh, and slash mentor back home, I used to work for the Litterock Film Festival for a long time. And uh, a friend of mine was the first uh, American casualty in Ukraine oh, wow. uh, named Brent Renault. Oh, shit. And um, so there's, there's a, he's a journalist. Uh, I wanted to talk about, they're just set up, like let people know about the foundation that they are putting together uh, okay. that helps uh, journalists yeah. uh, go to school and learn and, and go on to uh combat zones and other areas where they might not 
be safe and it's uh the it's the brent renault journalism foundation uh and the renault is spelled yeah. r-e-n-a-u-d uh okay brent renault jf dot org okay is the thing yeah so yeah. we'll a, link that it's in the a notes. good one yeah. yeah really uh really cool dude did some really great stuff for people and just kind of got screwed by uh some people yeah yeah so. yeah no yeah. Uh, it sounds like sounds like a, a wonderful foundation um and for a for a good cause so yeah 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 we'll uh we'll link the we'll put the link in the show notes make sure to check that out and um and yeah again thanks for taking the time yeah thanks, thanks for, for this this was fun. i've been seriously looking forward to this for almost three years now like, <laughs> 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 i think you got me down for one more oh yeah i think you're coming back for one more before the end of season one yeah yeah and i'm excited does about that, that episode have a five hundred thousand dollars in it i hope so <laughs> i really do fucking better so. Yeah, money but, expert justin nichols yeah. Yeah. money counter money, money counter. counter it's like i'm not an expert i just know how to count what i yeah. don't have yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Adam, what the hell are we watching next time? That is an excellent question. If you out there want to be lost with us, make sure to check out season one, episodes 24 slash 25, Exodus Uh-oh. part two and three, Whoa. season one finale. Are they going to live together? Are they going to die alone? Will they, won't they? Walt! <laughs> they all die alone. <laughs> Centric characters being various. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be a two-parter, so that's going to be a longer than a longer than normal episode because we're going to cover two hours of Lost. And uh, we're also going to have two guests on, so uh, come around for that. Oh, shit. And um, it should be a good one. Nice. We'll, It'll we'll, be great. We'll clean up the mess uh, Jake Jacobson left from Exodus Part Fun. awesome awesome all right well well thank you all for tuning into this episode of lost on lost yep uh, i'm adam yeah i'm jp you have any idea what's going on in the show nope me neither lost on lost is produced and edited by me and jp we wish to acknowledge that we live work and produce our show on occupied land burbank california is located on the traditional tribal lands of the tongva chumash keech and fernandeño tataviam peoples milwaukee wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the peoria potawatomi miyama and ho-chunk peoples and lost was produced in hawaii on the lands of the kanaka maoli visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on you can engage with us on ig facebook and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,